Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Spirit and Steinberg Podcast. Right here with Spirit. Bartholomew Carrington the third. Ten dollars, a lot of money. What time is it? Game time. Bug space. Red foot stick with slave name. Can you feel it, baby? And that's how I get Now play. Tell me how the hell you managed to get Eddie Murphy and Shaq Diesel at this motherfucking party. Yo, 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 yo. Don't worry about all that. Just know I got connections. And be glad that I even decided to invite you. You know how the ladies feel about light skins at the party. Man... Kid is light skinned, nigga. And he out rapped you at your own party and actually got the female. Nigga, you still running around chasing out the charade, ho ass. Ain't that right, boys? Hey, I'll try on that one, fella. Well, I'm gonna go on here, get out to some of this food. You know, I'm a big man, I gotta eat, I gotta get in here, I gotta get out to some of that barbecue chicken. So, excuse me. Yeah, big ass. And you! How you gonna try and play play when you know I can out rap kid any day? Pick a day, any day of the week I can out rap kid. Man, shut up, play. And what, what, what's this? Who you got pulling up in this little gremlin here? You really cramping my style, man. You see, this is why I don't invite light skins. They come to the party and they cramp your style. Man, shut up. Uh, it ain't no different from you riding around town picking up these bitches in your mom's old busted ass Chevy. And plus, I don't even know who the hell that is. Who is that getting out the car? Oh, Steve. Justin Hayes. Man, you tell me I I I, I have my setups are long. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, to anybody else, I don't want to discourage anybody from submitting old Steve's, but uh short to the point. Uh and brought him impressions, bro. You gotta get back in the lab, baby. You gotta get back in the lab, baby. Okay. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, first one is from Darren Nelson. My fellow Spears Burgers, what's up, SNS? Long time, no email. I'm a day one listener, but somewhere around episode 263, I took a break because I got radioed, ratioed. He spells it R A T I O apostrophe D. Ratioed? Radio, ratio? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, well, basically, it says that's when you get your ass verbally 
whooped online by a bunch of people for some bullshit you said or an unpopular opinion for my comments on you and Andy's diatribe a while back. So I fell off for like three months and had to MF and play catch up. Never again will I do that shit. So like you said in your response, you can turn us off for a while, for a little while, but nigga, you'll be back. Damn it, you were right. Tried to tell you, motherfucker, I cocaine pump, nigga. Front if you want to, nigga. Blue Magic. Like Pepsi, that's a brand name. And they know that more than they know me as the owner of General Mills. Um, what I will say, though, is that it's not easy listening to an old podcast episode because by the time I write an email to chime in on something, y'all motherfuckers done already talked about it and been through it with, uh, been through with it before. You're shaking your head, yes, but he's going to flip it and I'm going to be shaking my head next. Yeah, I'll defend it. Mm, I want so badly to tell y'all how to say Toby Maguire so badly, but by the next episode, y'all already handled it. On top of that, y'all was in D.C. just recently and I live in Southern Maryland and I could have made it to your show if I would have known. But now a nigga caught up. So let me go ahead and get to the subject. Um, oh, oh, boy. The episode where y'all talk about Rita Marino, the Playboy Mansion, and women being objectified, Andy mentioned his friend of whom was a male stripper and said that women don't take no for an answer in that atmosphere, and we just take it on the chin. Well, I feel the same way about that in Hollywood entertainment. Do you remember the movie Horrible Bosses 1 and 2? Them shits was funny to me. Do you remember how Jennifer Aniston's character was and how she kept sexually harassing and assaulting her subordinate slash employee? That shit was comedy gold. Only because she's fucking gorgeous and a woman. She even drugged that motherfucker and took naked pics of him. That shit would never fly or be accepted socially as comedy gold if the roles were reversed. I'm okay with that, though. But men don't really get heard out when it comes to us being sexually harassed and shit, but whatever. Uh, also, I was watching Anchorman 2, and at the end, there was a huge brawl with a bunch of A-list actors slash actresses. Among them were Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. In their scene, when they're talking shit to Will Ferrell before the battle, Tina says, do you eat pussy? And Amy answers, you're gonna. It was funny to me, but come on, man. Can you imagine, uh, can you, imagine you and Andy saying that to a girl in a movie? Hey, do you suck nigga? Do you suck nigga junk? And Andy adds, you're gonna. L-M-F-A-O. It wouldn't fly. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to add my little two cents. I'm glad I caught back up because listening from where I left off when there are 30 plus new episodes is not the way. I would say listen to one old and one new each day in order to stay abreast and also hip to the callbacks. Uh, one last thing, though, and then he puts in caps. Andy, you were wrong. If you never saw The Amazing Spider-Man 2 when Gwen Stacy dies because Andrew Garfield couldn't save her and you saw The Last Spider-Man where he saved Tom Holland's MJ and you think you weren't missing a beat or, or some heavy connotation, you're just saying that to support your point of not listening to the podcast from the very beginning. Ain't no way in hell you can feel what the directors were trying to make you feel without having seen the other movie. Peace out, my guys. Much love from a Detroit native. And no nigga, I ain't got no long, dirty fingernail. I cut it off when I moved to Maryland. <laughs> Harder to dig crab meat out them crab shells if you ain't got that Detroit human silverware. Uh, so I'm going to comment on this. 
in one sentence. I'm not going to address the Garfield thing because he's right, but I'm saying you. I'm going to address it this way. After you go back and you watch the Garfield ones, then you'll know and you'll see it again and you'll get it. But here's the thing. This is how I'm going to address what you just said. You are so correct about everything. How was our shows in D.C.? Oh, you didn't go because you didn't know we were there? All right. I got your point. I hear you, Slickster. Uh, But that's two different points, though. He's making one point. I hear you. He would have known had he listened to the current. Uh, But that still doesn't negate what he's saying about. I understand what he's saying. And and you don't have to go back one new one. Go back. Listen to the current one. Go get three. Go get four. Go get ten. Get whatever you can. And then come back and listen to the new one. And the only reason I'm saying it is so that you know what's going on. And if you hear something that you really want to comment on, you're caught up. You can comment on it in currently. You don't have to come back at something old. But then you go listen to the old episodes and you're going to go, oh, that's why he said that. Oh, I get that. And guess what? You can listen to it again because it's on there. Yeah. And 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 when you uh, listen the way he's telling you and you hear a callback, which you wouldn't know is a callback, or you hear a joke that doesn't strike you as hard, you'll know why. So there you go. It's, I, I, I get I get that, that side of it, but that's just, this isn't a show. It's, it's a podcast. But you do what you do whatever you and need you to know, do. You know, I adamantly disagree with that. Mm. It is a podcast and a show. Yes. It's a show that you can listen to anytime and you can stay current and you can be part of the show if you listen to it timely. Uh, Taquan Adams. What color is he? I don't know. But he's going to take one. Yeah. Take one at us. Big fan of you two guys' podcast. Y'all some funny motherfuckers. I can't do what Aries said to do and start from the beginning, but I listen currently, then go back. Also wanted to say that I love movies, all movies, but when it comes to specifically Superman, I just was never a big big fan Superman guy. It's like what Stan, Stan Lee said, it's hard to build a character up who has no limitations and every superpower you can think of, along with no character flaws. His only flaw is kryptonite, which makes the movies predictable. Tony Stark is an uh, is imperfect human person. He is human. He has the arc reactor that keeps him alive. He's arrogant, which makes him more of a relatable character to be invested in. Also, how do you guys feel about Black Adam coming out? P.S. Andy, get better memory, nigga. You have great talking points, but then you fucked up the conversation by forgetting some important shit. <laughs> Uh, I wish I could do something about it. You know, Andy is like, uh, it's he's like in Men in Black, and he has that pen that flashes in front of his face when he's in the middle of making a point. <laughs> dude, dude, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not a dumb person. I'm really not. No, you're not. And if if I could remember, if I could talk consistently and make my points and be valid about what I was talking about, because I I could I, my my memory didn't cut out on me. <laughs> What was I saying? Exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't be doing this job. Um, yo, you know, here's what I never understood about Superman and, and why they with these movies. Just take from the comic books. You know, when, when they did the Superman cartoon in the 90s, those cartoons were fire. Just rip the stories from the comic books or from, or from the cartoons. 
why y'all can't get this right for the movies? But I understand what he's saying though too because no, I do too. Because if you take someone, okay, in, in, in the in the DC movie where uh, uh, the Flash is pushing the truck. Yes. And Spider-Man does, or, no, I don't even know if he's pushing the truck. That's Justice League. Justice League, but Spy, I mean. The Josh Su- Whedon version. Yeah. And Superman just comes flying right by him and kind of smiles. Like, mm-hmm. that's nice. That's right. cute. You can. Right. You can you're fast. you fast. Right. But I can do everything. Right. It kind of sums up everything. Okay. We don't need all the rest of these guys because I can do everything. And that's kind of the problem with Superman. And the fact that Kryptonite wasn't even his flaw in the early Superman origin. That was created so that uh, Superman would have a weakness. And because as far as I understand, the writers needed a holiday and they needed something to fuck up Superman because they didn't have, they didn't want to keep making it. They needed a week off. Right. So they did this kryptonite and then to be continued and kind of a hang, uh, a cliffhanger. Um, Superman, it's a tough character because if there's no flaw, how do you beat him? And then you have to yeah, come up with these again, ideas to beat him. But again, when you look at, the cartoons. Uh, now, granted, it's it's a half hour cartoon versus a two hour movie or an hour and a half movie, but nonetheless, action packed. But for kids, oh, that would translate to the to the all the look at look at all the Marvel the comics, kids. Yeah, but it, it'll they, translate. But they have, but they get deeper into it. They, they, it they, there's context to it. It makes sense. Yeah, I don't Superman's know. a tough I, character. I, I, we all like Batman and we like Iron Man. Like right. you said, they're flawed. They have problems. Iron Man is incredible because of what he said that he keeps himself alive. So mm-hmm. there's a god complex in an Iron Man as well because he doesn't live without his intelligence. His well, being. that was up until what was it? Which Iron Man did they cure him of that? Uh, where he didn't need the reactor anymore. But he still he saved himself though. So he still has the god complex. Mm. Um. By Sherry Moore, pretty little girl that I adore. You're the only one my heart speaks for. How I wish that you were mine. A girl, Shamore, writes, hello to the entire ANA family, old and new. When it comes to women receiving a compliment from a man, I think her reception of the compliment is based on how attractive the man is. Actually, I think Andy alluded to that a little bit. I'm sure Idris Elba can get away with saying more foul things to a woman than Steve Buscemi ever could. Mm. There are some women who simply hate men and try to turn everything into compliments. Turn everything into compliments. Into a gender battle. Um, Same way there are black people who turn everything into a racial battle. I'm glad society is moving towards being more inclusive towards minorities, women in power, LGB, LGBTQ+, etc. No matter how much we advance, some people are just looking to be outraged. How the hell did some people get outraged for Adele for saying she loves being a woman? The trip, the trans community wants us to accept them for who they are, which we should. So why can't Adele love being a woman? If Laverne, of course, I'm loving, uh, if Laverne Cox said this, would there still be the same outrage from those same people? The hypocrisy is staggering. Uh, Of course, I'm loving the pod and I hate to be that person, but I must ask, what's up with the editing on the newer episodes? A few times I thought the pod ended or cut off. Also, I'm not writing in as much because I know you're getting more listeners and emails and that's great. You sent out the cat signal. Meow. So here I am. 
Also, this is a great time to get my Roy Jones Jr. on. Y'all must have forgot. Please wrap that like him if you can and remind everyone I'm still here. Still in the front seat with the chopper. Take care and keep up the good work. Uh, yo, when it comes to the fans, ain't nothing going to stop them. Fuck. Y'all must have forgot. Shamor, side bitch with the chopper. You want me to shoot that nigga, Big Daddy? All right. Dude, Shamor, I agree with you a thousand percent. You know who Laverne Cox, Laverne Cox is? I, I'm not putting the face to the name. I know the name. She's the black transgender woman uh, who's like the Michael Jordan, the transgenders. Uh, and uh, I agree. If, if she would have said, I'm proud to be who I am, would there have been backlash? Absolutely not. But here's what I do see people saying. Just like with black folks being the victims of so much uh, racial history, um, where we can have a black history month and we can celebrate blackness and it's seen as nothing but, you know, what it is. Whereas white people don't celebrate whiteness because, you know, uh, they haven't gone through what we've gone through. And the idea that they would want to have a parade or a month would seem uh, uh, it's redundant. They have we have the whole year, right? It would it would seem like what's the not hypocrisy, but it would seem you know some. But she, but the, but this but, is, but, but just yeah. let me finish. So yeah, transgender people face assault, murder, abuse. So Adele saying that you know, I don't disagree with Adele's. I she had every right to say that. I, I don't see the issue, but. Yeah, there's a difference why there would be backlash with one and not the other. But no, because she wasn't saying it as I'm proud to be a cisgendered woman. Right. She just said, I'm proud to be a woman basically in this business, making strides, bringing a woman's voice to this business. Yeah. There's nothing. I, I, as much as I agree with what that take is that you just put out, I agree with what the take is. Right. But I can't get behind it because that wasn't the intent of what she said. I'm proud, you know, and and just to tell you how sensitive this is, DC, uh, as much as I love DC and I love the DC improv, and that's a, one of the best rooms in the whole country, if not Damn. the best. When I brought up that Adele thing, the room gets silent because they are very it's it's the climate we live in. And they're very in tune to these discussions. Yeah. And they got quiet because, and I wasn't saying anything bad. I, I just said I didn't know how that got consumed that way i'm i'm still perplexed and i again this is where you know i i, I think that uh, there's a small amount of people who have very powerful keyboards that's what i think <laughs> i like that that's a you you yeah. made that up? yeah i like that very powerful keyboards um or very strong fingers <laughs> yeah uh this is from anthony braxton just found the podcast two weeks ago. I'm starting from the beginning. Atta boy. You two guys, keep it up. Uh, I am a mailman. Me and your truckers and security guards are always listening. Y'all know, bless up. Anthony Braxton, King Juba. All right, King Juba. For some reason, the name Juba, and then you put King in front of it. Sound like your dick is a whole smoked salami. <laughs> Okay. It's not just a slummy smoked. 
Um, <laughs> Gotta get the flavor. Yeah, you know I mean, um, D Matic, the producer, the man with the movie recommendations. Hey, what's up, Anna? How y'all doing today? I'm just gonna keep this short and sweet. Since you guys like watching crime thriller movies, here are some that I recommend you watch: The Outsider, highly recommended; Shot Caller, highly recommended; The Last Days of American Crime, highly recommended; Six Underground. Message from the King, starring Chadwick Boseman and Time to Hunt. Highly recommended. I know that y'all probably won't watch these movies that I suggest suggested, but at least watch the ones that I labeled as highly recommended and give your thoughts. Have you heard of any of these? Message of the King, Man, no, I'm not sure. No, I don't think I do. I don't think I know any of them. I'm going to have to. All I'll right. Write, I'll check some of them out. Yeah, I will too. Uh, D-Matic. They're all highly recommended, though, except no, for except one. Six Days Underground, six, six Underground, and Message from the King. All right. I wonder why those two weren't highly recommended. All right. I'll check some of those out, brother. Um, <clears throat> CJ Donovan. Better yet, why don't you guys check those out and let us know what you think of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, CJ Donovan. Damn. This is CJ again, and I swear on everything I love that you said exactly that. You also said that you would allow her, Gemma, to take a shit on your chest in the same episode. <laughs> you know, when you're listening to this and you just don't expect to hear certain things, it's jarring. It is. And then what's even funnier is when you've forgotten about it. I've forgotten about that right. totally until this was the read- cutting the slits in my dick. And then you read this. And I was like, the things we talk I about. Can see. OK, so if you said it, I said it. Maybe I said it at the time. But as I had to think about it, the pain of slits on my dick and blood is just something I couldn't see. That's why I couldn't fathom me saying that. But the shit on the chest, I'll do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some soap and water, nigga. That come right off. Um, she, but what if she made you leave it there? What do you mean during sex? Yeah. Do I get to... <laughs> Don't play this game. Don't read <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> me. I will find that episode and send you the timestamp. And if any listeners can help find the timestamp as well, that would be great. When I addressed the Cosby documentary, at no point did I say that he does not deserve to be punished for the things he did because he definitely does. I said the documentary is bullshit because of the methods they use to manipulate the viewer. They cut and slowed down unrelated clips added certain background music to give it the ambience of a horror film. I'm not a fan of Bill Cosby, so the last thing I was doing was putting on a cape for that man. I didn't like the Cosby show and the stuff he created before then before then was way before my time. If a person or entity is presenting a documentary, I just want them to present straight facts with no manipulation. What was manipulated? Did you see manipulation? You, you know, I guess anything to, when you when he's using the uh, the texture of it, like the background, the music, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, an edit, uh, like a quick jump from something to something else can give you that feeling of you know, dun 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 dun, you know that. that but but even with that, what was inaccurate though? Did he not do what he what they said he did? Yeah, but they drama. But he's he's giving the feeling that they they dramatized it. They made certain areas seem more dramatic so that it would overwhelm. Your uh, senses. So okay, so even if you take that out, did it, does that change what he did? 
No, and he's not saying that he doesn't deserve to be punished for it. He just didn't like how the documentary was done. Well, I'm sorry, CJ, <laughs> but goddamn, nigga, <laughs> let's concentrate on the problem, not the symptom. Uh, and furthermore, music fits the moment. You can't play uh, Benny Hill music during a death scene. Well, maybe the... Well, and, and then... If you did play Benny Hill music all the way through that documentary, just so that it would be an even tone, don't you think that people would say, well, they tried to, they tried to lighten it up. They tried to make it soft. Like he, he was raping, but gently. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Imagine Benny Hill being played during the accused. Uh, <laughs> the scene when she's on the, uh, on the, on the, uh, they did have the pinball sounds going on. Yeah. So. Geronimo. <laughs> I just, I I'm just, I'm just, done that in a while. I'm just saying the movie. I was just giving the, the right. sounds from the movie, but I, I understand what he's saying that it, that that in con that he would like a more subtle tone, even throughout it, so that you could make your own decisions without aiding. Because we do use music to create suspense or create yes. drama or whatever. Yes, so. and, and listen, at the end of the day, not like we're making light of anything because you still, even though. Look, at the end of the day, even if it's a documentary, to some degree, while documentaries are more informative, it's still, I don't know if I'm supposed to use the word, an entertainment piece. You know what I'm saying? Well, go, 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 keep going. Well, I'm just saying it's, it's still an entertainment piece. So they have to, you know, documentaries get nominated for awards. And so you're still telling the story and you have to, you know, put all those things in there that help you know, move the story move along, the story along. But the problem, and this is my problem with documentaries in general. And this is where what you're saying and what he's kind of saying, I, I think need to be understood. And, and I, and I've tried to say this on the podcast. I probably don't get it out the right way. It's great to watch a documentary. It's great to ingest that, uh, the documentary from someone's perspective, but that's exactly what it is. It's still a perspective. There is no counter argument in this documentary. If you, when you, that's why you owe it to yourself. If you re, if you go and watch a documentary, it's still coming from the perspective of the person that produced it, wrote it, uh, recorded it. You need to get other, you need to do more research and you need to get a little bit more from outside of it so that you can, you, you can have an opinion. They maybe still agree with the documentary, but have some other ideas of why some things happen or occurred. We, we, we watch a documentary and we assume that is the correct uh, way to ingest that when in fact, there's more to every story, so it can get deeper. I, I told you when you you're, we're talking about uh, what is it that you just uh, we're talking about um, uh, about uh, Tulsa. Oh, the uh, the 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 HBO uh, on HBO Max, the Tulsa uh, 1920 massacre. Yeah, and then I just uh, I told Aries about this thing that I caught on actually on the plane, and it was uh, it's only a 20 minute short, but it's actual uh, people who were there and recordings from them and their family. Uh, and, and that adds more to anything else that you see. We, you have to just, a documentary, again, like I'm just saying, it serves a purpose, it educates you, but it only gives you the education that the person who made it desired you to have. Not saying it's wrong, just saying you got to do more. We, we stop a lot of times and we got to continue to read and get some more information all the time, as much as possible. You know, Andy, I have a little riddle for you. What? would I say before exploding my pudding <laughs> on a woman's chest and the word rhymes with chest. Are you ready? 
I would pull out and go, ingest this on the chest. <laughs> is it is it wrong? Is it uh, I, and I'm being honest. Is it wrong to have a little fun uh, with the the Cosby? You have to. Right, because you that's how to. you walk through this. Is because yeah. if you can't make fun of it a little bit, then it just becomes a very heavy dark. I mean, just the person that you grew up with as your as your Hollywood dad is the person right. that made sense to you as the person that you might have got something from. Right, was actually one of the scariest. Was a scary figure, and that has to be. So yeah, we have to have. Some you know, you have to walk through life with a sense of humor. When you're feeling down or you're going through something dark, I would often tell women who were going through something dark or a hard time, take these two pills and sleep through this. Chicken heart. So I know you. You won't feel the thing. Guys, I, I whether you hate, if, especially if you hate Cosby, go, go listen to uh, Chicken Hearts from Cosby. And if he isn't funny, if, if you don't see, can't separate that from the other, this uh, art is important. It, it, art hits you differently than it hits me because that is one of the funniest things to me as a kid. It made me laugh hard and I hear it today. It doesn't hold up as well, but it's still, you see the genius in it, man. Uh, go check out chicken hearts. You know, I would often tell women that when it comes to sex, I need them to do with their legs. Like you're telling people to do in terms of my career and my legacy versus the accusations. I tell the women, separate one leg from the other. <laughs> All right, let me move on. <laughs> <laughs> this leg we're going to call art. Yeah. And this leg we're going to call bad man. Yeah, this one, you, your left leg is art. Your right leg is crime. <laughs> if you can separate the two in the middle, is the pleasure. All right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, this is from our girl, A.B. Snitch alert. Good morning. Uh, I'm sure it was a mistake, but both episodes dropped today on Apple. Uh, I included a screenshot. I listened to the talk about the documentary. It was really, really good. I actually started to watch it a second time. I've kept my opinions to myself. But there is blame to go all around to everyone, victims included. But I do believe he has a sickness and was a hypocrite. Scary. I actually had planned. I, I actually had unplanned tears fall when I was smiling and watching about the part with the family signing for their grandparents anniversary. The TV show holds a very warm place in my heart. <clears throat> oh, singing for the grandparents anniversary. Yeah, that's famous. Uh, you got the nighttime. That's a great episode. It really is. And that's why I'm just saying you have to separate it because that that's more than just Cosby in that. And, and that scene hits a certain way. 
And yeah, it, it it has there's a little there's a little funk on it, there's a little <laughs> smell on it, but which is okay. <laughs> <laughs> Because pills don't get rid of smell. But here's the thing. I, it, it, it's meaningful, and you can't just lose it. And I, I don't know, man. I, I, have a, I have a hard time with this Cosby thing, because I really believe you have to be able to separate it. You know, Andy, one time there was a woman, and I was trying to get into the pudding, you see. And she kept telling me no. And then when I got, tried to, you know, force the issues, she started crying. And I said, sweetie, why are you crying? She goes, because you're trying to force the issue, Bill. And on top of that, I'm a little dry. I said, use your tears as lubricant. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Holly D. Amy Schumer, roasting Steve out. Hi, Aries and Andy. In regards to episode 337, when you touched on Amy Schumer bringing up Steve O's dead friend, when roasting him, I agree with Andy when he says all bets are off. But if you're going to roast someone and bring up their dead friend, shouldn't it be a very funny bit at least? Well, um, that's subjective, brother, but let me I carry on. I mean, shouldn't the person being roasted be laughing also? Uh, that's what Andy said. If you're really a comic, I think you should make fun of anything and anyone in a roast, but it better be funny. By the way, I'm surprised Andy didn't spend half an hour making fun of her vagina and talking about periods and shit. Oh, Amy, I'm sorry. He said, I'm surprised Amy didn't. Um, I was, I was yeah, unaware. That, yeah. Um, yeah, man. Listen, I think Andy summed it up best when he said, if you are a comic in your heart, uh, you know what that is. As far as her and you not thinking it was funny, subjective. Um, and sometimes those roasts aren't necessarily funny. They're, they're, there to, they're, they're there to do what they intend to do, scathing. Shit on you. They're not all, all the zingers aren't always funny. They're just, they're cold and they sting. Well, you know, you know what the best part to, to that? And it's in that roast too. Um, Patrice O'Neill wasn't offended by the jokes that were made. About him? About him. But you could tell they stung. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, he wasn't offended. He's right, a comic. Right, right, He wasn't right, going to be right, offended right. by a joke. Right. It's a joke. Right. But you could tell that they still stung. Right. And that's the difference. I mean, a comic has to be able to laugh at comedy, even if it stings. And we know what it is. And that's just part of it. Right. And yeah, and we're not always going to make you laugh real hard. Some of it is going to be stinging, right. especially when it's in your direction. But that's just part of it. Yeah. And that's what you sign up for. Yeah, no one went to that roast uh, thinking that, oh, you know, this is going to be light. Or they're just going to, it's going to be pies in the face. Right. And as far as sting factor, on a scale of one to 10, I thought that was a 10. Yeah. Which she did. Oh, that could have been me. Why wasn't it? And, and she it even was, did it right. She right, did it right. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another one from Ali D. This is short. It's called The Doodoo Chronicles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why I think men are funnier than women. That right there. With, with that immature, that doo-doo chronicles is funny. I, I think that we're that immature that our comedy range is is larger. Because our target is bigger. That too. Because we we are children. Right. So our our target our, our, our target is so much bigger. Right. Uh hi, Aries and Andy. Heard your doo-doo stories from episode 337 and want to share my story. I was a young kid and it was a beautiful winter's day. 
I'm talking blue skies, sun out, and the snow was perfect. was the perfect consistency for building with, for building with. So me and these two twin girls, like the ones from The Shining, decided to build a snow fort. Well, this is when the rumblings in my stomach started. I decided to ignore it, which cost me dearly. I ended up shitting myself, but it gets worse. I was wearing those big puffy Michelin man ski pants. So I felt like I was walking with a bucket of shit on my waist. On your waist. Oh my God, I'll get it. The crazy part, I was in my backyard and the door was like 10 feet from me. I could have just went inside and went to the bathroom. My mom was furious as she was cleaning me up in the bathtub. And at the same time, was trying to smush the shit down with a foot down the drain. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> you ever squeeze Play-Doh out the spaghetti molds? Yeah, looks something like that. This was so, especially in the beginning, was set up so Morgan Freeman-like. <clears throat> Hi, Aries and Andy. <laughs> Heard your doo-doo stories from episode 337. <laughs> I want to share my story. I was a young kid, and it was a beautiful winter's day. I'm talking blue sky, sun's out, and the snow was the perfect consistency for building with. So me and these two twin girls, like the ones from The Shining, decided to build a snow fort. Well, this is when the rumblings in my stomach started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, damn, yo, that's crazy. And you was lazy, dog. You just said you could have went into the... What kept you from... Was it the girls? <laughs> what would stop you? you? Your stomach's rumbling. You know it's going to happen. And you decided to say fuck that for the girls. Pussy making shit on yourself. Yeah, but you're done with those girls because you just shit your pants. Exactly. But you, in the logic of a dude around girls. Da, 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 I can da, hold it. I can I hold it. I hold it, girls. <laughs> da, da, da. And look what you did. When I was a little kid, I was outside playing, having a good time at my grandma's house. I was playing by myself, having the best time, having the best time. Could feel it. Like I had to take a shit, but having the best time. Didn't want to go in the house and take a shit. Waited outside. And then it got to the point where I could no longer wait. So, <sighs> so I just pulled down my pants <laughs> and shit right next to the tree. <laughs> Ooh, goodness. <laughs> my grandma came out with my uncle, and I've never seen my grandma that mad. And it wasn't because it was because I was so lazy and wanted to stay outside and play that I was with. Not because I shit. Right. It was because of why I shit. Right. I took a beating that day. This is how stupid uh, kids are and and. You think you you smart and you slick, but your youth gets you in trouble. When I was living in New York at 433 West 34th Street, <clears throat> it was probably a two-block walk to this little grocery store where, you know, my father loved, who actually got me hooked on it, Haagen-Dazs vanilla ice cream. But to walk down there probably took you between... Five minutes there, five minutes back, 10 minutes. I remember it was Christmas morning. He wanted me to get him some a pint of Haagen-Dazs ice cream. But it's Christmas morning. All I wanted to do was open these toys and play with these toys. The fact that he asked me to stop playing with my toys to get him ice cream pissed me off. So I go downstairs. Dude, I waited 40 seconds. Came back upstairs and said, yo, they ain't got nothing. <laughs> My father knows it's a 10-minute walk. I was back upstairs in 40 seconds. My father said, I'll be right back. He goes, gets it, comes back, and whoops my ass on Christmas <laughs> Day, nigga. 
Oh man. Um did you did did your parents always forget the batteries on Christmas for anything you got? No, nah, nigga, I never got nothing that needed batteries. Really? Yeah. I, My parents never had batteries. That's fucked up. So you'd get it and everything was, you know, that's this, fucked up. This is 1970, 72, when I'm five, six, seven years old. Right. That's cruel. I can't play with any of my shit because there's no batteries. That's like having a naked woman in front of you who don't want to fuck. Do you have a condom? No. Is there a place to get a condom? No. Well, we ain't fucking. I'll do everything else to you, but I'm not fucking you. Well, you know, Andy, <laughs> nothing ever stopped the Cosby Cockby. <laughs> as long as I've been Bill Cockby, nothing has ever stopped the cock. Nothing. Nothing stops. Reminds me of that great line in Shawshank Redemption. Remember when uh, Tim Robbins' character says something about, I know what you're to the warden. I know what you're doing. Blah, blah, blah. I'll stop doing it. And the warden goes, no, nothing stops. Nothing ever stops. And then he put him in solitary. Yeah. That's Cosby. Cosby, I can't fuck you. I don't have a condom. I'm, I'm on my period. Stop. No, nothing stops. Nothing ever stops. <laughs> okay. So many people are going to be so mad at you for <laughs> your Cosby. Uh, Camille Martinez, robbery story. What's up, guys? I found your podcast a couple of weeks ago, and it's the best. Anyway, one day, my brother got home from work. He was chilling in his car. All this, all, all the sudden. All the sudden. All the sudden. All the sudden. Yeah, say with excitement. It comes up. Better. All the sudden. <laughs> Damn, nigga. They, I don't know where this robbery story is going, but someone clearly robbed you of a word. <laughs> all the sudden, three African-American 18-year-olds told him to get out the car but they were going to jump him. I heard the commotion from the backyard. I opened the garage door, and once they saw me, they ran as if Andy smelled a pile of pennies. <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> it's a Jew thing, but I don't run for pennies, dude. Oh, I, is it a Jew thing? Yeah, yeah. Because oh, you know, I'm know Jewish. That. I'm trying oh. to get that money, man. I oh. smelled some pennies. That's copper. Okay. <clears throat> Two of them ran to the left, while the other one ran to the right into a dead-end alley. I chased after the solo guy. He was fast, obviously, but lucky I have that spicy Almoyo lawn blood in me. I was able to tackle him to the ground. He said, please be. I ain't fit to fight you. I didn't want to hurt him, but I wanted him to know that what him and his friends were trying to do was horribly wrong. So I pinned him against the dead end wall, pulled his sagging pants down, and I picked the wedgie out of, I picked the wedgie out of his shit-stained underwear with my teeth. What? Mm, right. Uh, he started to cry, and I told him, shut the fuck up before I make you grab my dick with your lips. Then I grabbed the front <laughs> of his shirt, looked into his eyes while he looked into my cold, angry ones. And I said, no one disrespects me or my family, you pussy. And I threw him to the ground. Nah, I'm just kidding. They all had guns and took his car. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the basement playing Assassin's Creed while my brother was being robbed. I was fighting bad guys and he was fighting for his life. That's fucked up. All right, bro. That was kind of cool. Yeah, I like that story. Yeah. Um, he got me with the twist. Yeah, he got both of us. Uh, uh, subject uh, from Sammy Provilma. Oh, Andy and Haitian ass whooping story. 
Yo, to Andy's point, you're right. And I should have said the culture of cops in America. The training is subpar at best compared to other police in first world countries. So it was it. So it was it was a month or so after meeting my now step bro. And from the start, I could tell kid was a hustler. So he got that bright idea to sell sodas to kids at school and undercut the vending machines at the school. When my dad found out what we were doing, B, my brother got caught. Oh, because my brother got caught. So in our culture, the make you get on both knees and either cross your arms and straighten your back or arms out to the side with textbooks on each hand. Mm. My dad had us doing this for an hour and then beat us when we were too tired and weak to fight back, LOL. Sure as hell didn't try to sell his shit after that. Thank you, Sammy R. Previlma. Dude, that's a pretty stiff punishment for just undercutting a, a vending machine. Yeah. What is undercutting a vending machine? Well, he's bringing sodas to school. If they're charging 50 cents for him, he's going to charge, you know, 30 cents, 40 cents. Oh, but he paid for the sodas. Yeah. I think so. That sounds yeah. like a fair deal. Yeah, and he's doing entrepreneur shit. You know what I did in high school? <laughs> <laughs> I was real little. I was four foot 11 my freshman year of high school. Mm. And uh, the there was this cage around uh, the vending machines that sold the sodas. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they filled up the sodas, they left the door to the to the big uh, vending machine open, right. but the cage was around it. So some guy, some of the guys, and it was over the weekend. So some of the guys were able to stick their hand in there, and they got the first few out because you could reach those. <laughs> but then I was there. You know, it was on the weekend. I think I think we were having football practice, and I played football at four eleven for one year. And so. Uh, the guys all just looked over at me, you know, like, I bet, I bet you could fit in there. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> they stuffed me in the, in the cage and I could, I could fit in. Right. Because uh, there was a big opening so that you could get the, the sodas out on the bottom. That wasn't the big opening, but on the top so that you could push the button and get what sodas you wanted. And uh, I just got in there and I started, <laughs> mm. <laughs> I emptied out the vending machine. Really? Yeah. I didn't get in trouble mm. until now. So now someone could uh, report me. <clears throat> and uh I'm sure that there's a there's a time limit on my 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 thievery. <clears throat> All right. But I was forced in there. I didn't go in there willingly. All right. <clears throat> Angel Alfaro, Joe Rogan. Yo, what up, Aries? I heard you mention a couple podcasts ago that Joe Rogan didn't want you on his podcast. Just wanted to wanted to know what his reason was because he stays having bozos like Brandon Schwab and Ari Shafir on all the time. Have you ever thought about going on George Lopez podcast or maybe bringing him on your podcast? I think you two would kill together. Uh, yeah, I would. You know, I love George, man. I think George is hilarious. I would love to do his podcast. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, again, young, dumb. I talk some shit about Rogan. I think I said something to the extent of if both of us were in an elevator, only one of us would come out alive. Uh, but that was before I knew he was... <laughs> He was an MMA monster. Uh, you know, I was just young and all my bullshit. You didn't say who would come out alive. Right. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, but again, to you, to this is a very nice idea of of us, of you on George Lopez or George Lopez on our show. Yeah. But you know how that happens when people like your good self send a reach out. 
to George Lopez, man, have you heard this, uh, this podcast, George, man, you should, you should get on it or, or get these guys on, man. They, they, they kill. That's how we get on these other Reach things. Reach out and touch a Mexican's hand, <laughs> bring him over the wall to touch this better land. All right, dude, I'm telling I've been fighting it. No. Jeez. Just a bit outside. Cleveland. Okay, and to the people that keep texting me and sending me DMs and saying, dude, you got to get Aries back. You got to get Aries back. I Listen, guys, I'm not farting into my microphone. Aries' microphone is marked. There's a dent on the, on the windscreen. I have red marker on it that says Aries microphone because I'm not farting into my microphone and then talking on it. I have no, I have no desire to fight fire with fire on this one. That is a strong poot when you bend metal. <laughs> my poot wind nigga is strong, nigga. It bends metal. I'm all Biden on this one. I'm not fighting fire with fire. <laughs> I'm going to sanction Aries. The next time he comes up here, I won't have a water for him for the podcast. That's that's how I'm going to do this. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> Scott Margolis, ass whooping stories. Fellas, I have a ditty for you. Years and years of fucking up as a preteen and teenager. I finally got to have a great adult convo when I would come back home from college to visit the folks. The subject came up <clears throat> of punishment, and I got really emotional, only to hear that when my mom would send me to the room after fucking up, her famous words were, go upstairs to your room and wait for your father to come to get home. Those hours felt like days, and only to hear over dinner while visiting from college that my mom and dad were arguing over who was coming up the stairs to my room to whoop my ass because neither of them wanted to do it. It was emotional. Keep up the great pod, brothers. Regards, Scott Margolis. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, what? how was that an ass whooping story when none of them wanted to do it? I'm sure if they didn't want to do it, the ass whooping wasn't that severe. That was a lack of ass whooping story. Yeah. Come on, brother. Next time, put some more belt on that motherfucker. Uh, D, motherfucker, D. Um, <clears throat> Marco is a guire. What up, Peros and Princeus? Uh, My name is Marco from Atlanta. What up, Aries and Andy? I'm a, I'm a longtime listener, first-time emailer. I've been listening to you two since the very beginning, back when Aries had a Twitter and promoted it on there. Damn. <laughs> Look how far we've come, dog. Now I Dude, gotta, you're just simplifying your life. That's all you're yeah, doing. Yeah, I'm getting rid of shit that I need. Uh, Aries, I'm going to give you your flowers now. <clears throat> you're hilarious, unfiltered, and honest. Very few possess what you have, which is honesty and raw hilarity. I'm a fucking genius! Uh, I was first introduced to your comedy by my older brother, who told me to look up this comedian named Aries Spears, and I did. The rest is history. I saw you on Shaq's All-Star Comedy Jam. You're the reason why I bought the DVD, only to see your bit. The way you roasted that one dude who had a fishbowl as a wine glass or a cognac glass was hilarious. Andy, you're funny too, dog. Fuck what everyone on here says about you being pedantic. You're still funny GTA. Andy, would you, uh, would you ever have 
your fiance on the podcast. It'd be interesting, respected to have a lawyer's POV on situations. The lovely Tara, everybody. Um, you know, I, I've suggested to her, like, if we ever uh, needed some legal conversation that I oh, could shit, call her. This nigga had another page. Oh, go ahead. That I could call her. Uh-huh. But I think because she is in a professional category, she mm-hmm. doesn't, I don't think that we would enhance her career. Oh, probably not. Especially <laughs> with the shit we do. That's why. I don't uh, think she's excited to jump on it. Let me, uh, to answer the last two questions when about when your parents couldn't fuck you up anymore, I have two. The first, I was in the middle school. My mom tried to hit my thigh because I said something smart to her and I blocked it. That's when she realized she couldn't smack me anymore. The second time was when I was in junior high school. My aunt was taking a picture of my mom and I. I said something smart to my Mexican mom and she just looked at me and in her hand, she had a Tupperware lid and proceeded to smack me with it. (laughs) Mind you, at this time, I was 17 years old with a full beard and I was already six feet tall. God damn. I looked like a grown man in a teen's body. After smacking me with the lid, my mom being about five, six, I looked down upon her and laughed so hard that tears were coming out because of the laughter. After that, my mom knew she had no domain. God damn, I'm coming out of both ends. No domain over me. Keep up the great work with this content. Hopefully you two come to Atlanta soon. Even though Aries said really doesn't like the South. It's not Mississippi. That's for damn sure. I plan emailing more <laughs> and hopefully up there with the greats that email you all the time. Sincerely, Marco. Oh, Marco. I, you know what? I, I, I don't know if this is all moms, but I had the Mexican mom and mm-hmm. whatever's in her hand was good. Right. Whatever was in her hand was like that's <clears throat> she was going to beat you with whatever she could get a hold of. I can't of. imagine a Tupperware lid doing damage. It doesn't do damage, but if, if you get smacked right, it does. Okay. And and come on, be honest now. It's a real Mexican household, and that was shit was rubber made. We didn't have to. Right. 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 <laughs> right. <laughs> um from cost lift cost life, Mike. All right. Uh, Michael Jordan. What up, ANA? Mike G grip here. The G stands for going places. First time writer, long time listener. Did you hear rapper Lil Bow Wow tell the story of when he used to go on tour in the early 2000s? He would stay at the Jordan mansion because Jordan's kids were a fan of his. Bow Wow said Jordan would not let him in the house until he changed his shoes. Bow Wow was wearing Allen Iverson shoes, so Michael Jordan made him wait outside until he was ready to change his shoes. Finally, Bow Wow (laughs) gave in. He said, Mr. Jordan threw my Iversons in the trash and made his son go get him some Jordan 4s. I guess he just, I guess he just have all sizes laying around the house. <laughs> what do you guys think about that? You think Mike was being petty or not? You know, when the greatest basketball player of all time allows you into the Jordan Mansion, you must have on the proper attire. I'm not mad at it. I think he's being petty, but deservedly so. Yes. <laughs> and look, man, what a story! MJ gave you a pair of MJ's. How could you be mad at that? Yeah, man. <laughs> Damn, boy. That, that motherfucker's competitive as a motherfucker. I think that's funny. I would I would expect nothing less. Right. I wouldn't want anything less right. from Jordan. That makes perfect sense. Before we go any further, because uh, we didn't address it, but we, we talked about a little bit together about Jordan at the 75th 
No, we didn't talk about it at all. No, me and you have talked about it. Did we? Just a couple words. Oh. This is Jordan. This is why I expected. Jordan made that doc. Jordan was interviewed. Jordan was overweight. People said Jordan was overweight. How did Jordan look at the 75th? A little overweight. No, he thinned down. Not that much. Yes, he did. He still was a little beefy. For not, he's he's 59. Yeah, he was thin, though. He got thin. His, his, his clothes fit different. Everything about him. He is the most competitive. He wasn't going to go to that thing and be the, the heavy guy at this, at, at this event. You know who wasn't there? <laughs> Scotty Pippen. That's crazy. I didn't see any Scotty That's Pippen there. That's crazy, dude. Well, like, Scotty knows he's wrong. That's why you didn't go. If you think you're in the right, you go. I, he was on his book tour. <laughs> Jordan, why are you making me change my shoes? You know, I have to do this. <laughs> I'm only doing this because it's who I am. You don't want to wear the shoes that way? Don't wear the shoes that way. Close the door. Do you think little Bow Wow was just concerned that he would he'd cross him up right there if he was wearing the Iverson? Shit. <laughs> Shit. Um, Jesse Burton, white people no longer racist. Yo, Aries and Andy, I just finished part one of the racial gumbo. And Aries, you posed the question, when does the cycle of white people being racist end? I do think it shows that it's slowly getting better. But man, it's easier watching paint dry than to expect <laughs> racism to end in a short and timely manner. Now, listening to the episode, it made me think of a question to ask. And I don't mean this to come off snarky or insensitive, but let's say white people just up and stop being racist and society truly treats everyone equally, then how will black people deal with the fact that racism is over and the only thing left of it is its past? Also, will people in Mississippi act differently or are they still going to ask how much that CD was? Can't wait to see you guys in Columbus, Ohio. And I just want to say I love the pod, guys, and I enjoy my twice-weekly meeting of Assholes Anonymous. And before I go, I just got to say my name's Jesse, and I'm an asshole. Sincerely, Jesse. Hi, Jesse. Um, uh, Racism never ends. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing stops. Nothing. Racism doesn't end because white people do not create racism. Racism is innate in us. We always find someone to put down or try to be better than. It's 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 the history of the world. It's happened forever. Right. It's not going to change. And if we and if we we change from there, then we find even if we became all one, we would find some difference to make someone else less than. That's unfortunately it's part of the human condition, and it's it, it's it's not it's not our best look. But it's something that's in all of us. You know, folks, uh, if you have not seen it, HBO Max, uh, there's a great it, it was it was originally aired on CNN, but uh, it's available on HBO Max about the Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, uh, I'm going to say tragedy because it's a better word. Massacre would be nice. massacre. Um, and, you know, it, it really is a great documentary. It's it's it, there are certain aspects of it. And when you watch it, make it hard to watch. And again, I, me and Andy kind of had this discussion a little bit last night. And I always said, and I know I said this on a pod before, but in the heat of the moment of your emotions and your anger, if we're all being honest, at that moment, you feel something or want to express something 
that you know in your calmer state you wouldn't express or you wouldn't feel. That being said, I love everybody, man. Uh, and I love white folks. I, I got a lot of love for white folks. But when you watch some of this shit, you, you just, I don't want to use the word hate, but at that moment, I'm like, you motherfucker. Like, Jesus, I don't understand. Here's my question. When did it start? Who started it? Like, when, when man first was put on this planet, who was the motherfucker in that race that went, we're superior, we're better? Fuck those people. Treat them like shit. Like, when did this start? It started with people became, became always, people have always been tribal. People created tribes and they fought with tribes. And the way that you fight with another human is you have to find what you don't like about them that separates them from you. We've always been tribal. Well, what's the difference? Between- I, 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 listen, and this is, let me admit, okay, I'm not the smartest motherfucker in the, in the world when it comes to uh, history and uh, certain aspects of, of you know, uh, shit you learn in school. And I know that all races of people have had issues with other races and, like Andy said, tribal. And maybe this is where my lack of education will come into play. But to the level of white folks against black folks in America, that it takes the cake. It, and I'm just wondering, that deeply? That deeply? It's because it's the example that you know is the closest to us in, in time. But we could go back in time and uh, in, in time, go back hundreds of years. And, we'll and there were other races who brutalized and murdered and yeah. so heinously. Napoleon covered the whole world at one time. Genghis Khan covered the whole world at time. You know, uh, uh, Tim, Tim and I having this discussion, we talk about being world war. There's been two world wars, wars. So there's multiple one. Napoleon could be considered one. Genghis Khan could be considered another one. People have always, I, I'm not trying to say what this is. This is what I, this is how I will say this. We are. We should be smarter today. We're more educated today. We should have more understanding today, so that we shouldn't be able to follow through these tribal uh, ideas that we've had in the past. That's what we should hold ourselves to: is what our who we are today and how we should go forward. Uh, we have to address the past. That's that's how you move forward. But we do have to understand that this has happened forever and who we are today with who we are as people and an intelligence is who we could be. We are aspiring to be better than we have ever been in the history of the world. Okay. I, I mean, we're talking about something that's very close in time and that we can understand and we grasp because we have, I mean, ancestrally, we only a few generations removed from some of the most horrible, heinous shit that's ever happened, as we understand in our time. But there's this shit's been going on forever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I we have that's why I keep saying should be uh, hopeful. We'll get there. We have proven that we're way different than we were from that period to where we are today and then 50 years to where we are today. And that's why I do see a pace, a place where we can go and we can <clears> say, <throat> yeah, our kids might have a better place. But right now, 
you know, I don't know where this world ends up. I don't know what's going to happen now that we're we're entering the possibility of a, a, a of another worldwide conflict. Who knows? All right. All right. That is it. Um, dates. Listen, guys. Uh, in case I don't get back on Instagram, uh, and, you know, and I'm noticing because I've never really been on Facebook, but Facebook is not as engaging as Instagram. Uh, like I love the fact that both on Instagram and Twitter, you could get an abundance of messages from fans, uh, whether it's in your DMs or whether it's just flat out. It seems like with Facebook, people don't engage as much. Uh, and I'm thinking about TikTok, but ugh, I really wish I didn't have to do any of the social media shit. But anyway, Spearsburg Pod, Instagram, Spearsburg Pod, Patreon, Spearsburg Pod. Um, YouTube, uh, Spearsburg Pod, Twitter, and um, I'm uh, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, fuck. I'm drawing to Andy. Here, Aries Spears forty five hotmail Yeah, yeah. Email for Aries Spears forty five hotmail. Um, God, I'm wondering if I should get back. I'm thinking about getting back on Instagram under a different name. I think you should because people can contact you that way. But I wouldn't even, anytime I post a video, how I used to go, yo, what up, your boy, Aerie Spears? I'm thinking of a different name. Yo, what up, your boy, Theodore Maxwell? Or, you know, uh, Albert Benny uh, coming up with an alias. I like when Dave Chappelle called himself Edward Cheese. You know, I wish you had a character on Mad TV like <coughs> Eddie Murphy had, like the Jewish dude, that you could have mm-hmm. <laughs> just been that guy. Right. Oh, you mean... The whole time? Yeah, just come on. Do a little, yeah. you know, because you can do those face switcheroos. Right. So you don't even have to do the makeup. You just right. put that face on. Um. Yeah. Fuck. I'm trying. I want to say something, but give them the dates. <clears throat> you guys should be listening to this on the 10th, on Thursday or after. Or if you are following the pod, the pod like Ari suggests, you should be listening to this sometimes in 2023. But, uh, we are in uh, Funny Bone this week, uh, the 10th through the 13th, the Funny Bone, Columbus, Ohio, Funny Bone. And then on the 17th through the 20th, Aries will be at the Arlington, Texas uh, Improv Yee-hoo. with some unknown character besides me. I will be at home with my children that are big. All right. Do you still call them children even when they're big? With <clears throat> my, I don't call them children because uh, they're, they're missing. They're missing. <laughs> That's <laughs> like from my life. These are the children that I know. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You call them, yeah, call yeah. them whatever you want. I guess my kids, because yeah. they're big now. So my kids. Uh, and then the 25th to the 26th will be at, I knew it was going to happen. Oh, just a bit outside. <laughs> Cleveland. I'm coughing. That's how I think bad that's, I'm done. Uh, Funny Bone, Cincinnati Liberty Township will be uh, the 25th and 26th of March. And then finishing out that month, we start our first night at the Off the Hook Comedy Club in Naples. And then we're going to go March through April 3rd. We'll be there. And the following that week, we'll be at Be More. Baltimore. At the Comedy Factory. I can't wait to go back to. Maybe we'll go back to that. Remember that place we went to? The Crab Place? Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that yeah, was a little bit of a drive, but yeah. Yeah, that was good. Uh, the following week after that, I'm just going to throw it out there. We'll be at Albany Funny Bone. Have we been to Albany together? I don't know. I don't think so. You've been to Syracuse? You 
No. Maybe I have been to Albany. No, you haven't been to Syracuse. I know you haven't been to Syracuse because I would have took you to Possibilities. Or do I thought we only had a one day there and we couldn't go. Did we go or was that a different place? Remember, mm. I know that they broke up some dates for us where we did one club one night and right, then Friday right, and then right, the Saturday. Right, 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 right. And yeah, because we were supposed to go to Possibilities. <laughs> right. So maybe we have been there, but we haven't been had a whole weekend and we're going to be there, well, the 15th and 16th of April. So, and after that, the 21st through the 23rd Skyline Comedy Club in Appleton, Wisconsin. And then... God, we've never been there, have we? Nope. And then Summit City uh, Comedy Club in Fort Wayne, the 29th and 30th of April. That rounds out April, man. Milwaukee is... Uh, is that That's not Mil- Wisconsin, is it? Yeah, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay. And that's also where they have Madison. They have a comedy on state, which we have not been to, but they have a good comedy scene out in, for, for some reason, right? that part of the country has a really good comedy. It seems mm. like they have good comedy crowds. All right. Um, this is no dub. Instagram is K-N-O underscore D-U-B. No dub. And the song is called Perfect Aim. So this he's just letting you know that if he shoot at you, you're dead, motherfucker. <laughs> so, or maybe he farts a lot. And he's just fucking knocking out people with his fucking, you know, what I mean, magical gases. Wait till he meet me, nigga, because my farts been metal. <laughs> You'll shoot a bullet at me. I'll turn around and fart on the bullet, and the bullet will break away. I got Superman poop, dude. You took a breath in there. I think you're trying to squeeze one out right now. No, I'm not. I'm really not. Okay. I was trying to think. I was thinking. Okay. Uh, I was thinking and Superman poop came to mind. <laughs> Dude, how does that does that change the atmosphere? The poop? Superman. You know he would have to have super farts. Yes. It not in terms of smell, but a lot of shit gets moved. A lot of air. Air, air but furniture. Everything oh, moves. The whole room gets the adjusted. The whole room gets adjusted. Dude, I'm really tired that they don't be honest to the Superman character in this way. Destruction. All right. Maybe that's actually how he flies. Poots. Oh, <laughs> word. All right, Joe, we out. Yeah. It sounds like a classic. know what the fuck I came to do. Like, fuck the rap game. Too many rap corny niggas getting ran about they chain. Where I'm from, that leaves the hollows in your brain. And I don't need 30, cause I've been working on my aim. I mellow me in range. I smoke good, my baby, this ain't no mere thing. My homie keep buying guns, he say he having weird dreams. I fantasize about the money while I smoke my weed. Fuck it, I'ma start a corporation, build my own team. Sold the game up right down to the seams. Midwest player on the scene. The broad that I wish she bad and she mean The perfect combination I get it to my crib and pick the lock She open and she tell me don't stop To the boogie don't stop jazzy Funny delicious Thank you Yeah, yeah. Thank you Yeah, yeah. Thank you Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
Time stop freestyling. Don't even tell him that I'm cold until I hop up on the track and reach God mode. Move like time froze. That's my wrist in my right. That's your bitch and she live. You can have a back cause she ain't mine I tell my bitch to act right and I'll blow you up like a landmine Just shake it like it's the 9-9 nine nine. And little buddy, I got my eye Pistol in the party, you can see it in my eyes I'm coolin' though, I'm coolio The Don like my last name, Julio And I kick it like judo, little bitch uh, This is Immaculate Conception Thanks for listening to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. If you'd like to know who's responsible for this shit, well, it was hosted by Ari Spears and Andy Steinberg, produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer, Big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcast. For more information on where to find us on the internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com. The just cause you say it with conviction, it don't mean shit to me! Don't you think you're being kind of hard on the guy? You go fuck yourself, convict!